Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Steelers win their preseason opener 27-17 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome in to a live reaction to the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. Before we get too far into my thoughts from the game, and I'll be quick here tonight, uh, today's episode brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your gambling needs all NFL season long. Head to betonline.ag, use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, Bet Online, where the game starts. Steelers with the win, and just going to share my thoughts right off the bat. Uh, offensive starters, a 10-play, 83-yard drive capped off by a 33-yard touchdown pass. Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. This is a combo I think we're going to see quite a bit in the 2023 season. And it was really exciting to see. It was a great throw by Pickett and, and even better after the catch run by George Pickens. And this is a combination that I am very, very excited for this season. George Pickens, by all accounts, would have been a first round pick if not for his knee injury coming into the league a season ago. And it's nice to see the Steelers use him in a way that's not just a go route as well. So that is the very first drive of the game. And then heck of an end zone celebration between the quarterback and receiver. Very excited to see what that duo can do this season and beyond. So that was really exciting. Kenny Pickett on his one drive, six completions, seven attempts, 70 yards, a touchdown, a 147 passer rating as well. So you've got that. Trubisky came in, a three and out, an interception, and a touchdown. Thought he played okay. Got people commenting already. Kenny looked great, but I was a little bit worried about the run defense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, also, Baker Mayfield going eight of nine, and I know that the Bucs went three and out, but then I thought he responded well uh, in his playing action for the Buccaneers. I don't want to take too much from preseason, uh, so we'll see, and uh, the Steelers will play Saturday next at home against the Bills. So, Corey, thanks for the question. Hope you're doing well tonight. Aquatic uh, Live checking in as well, saying Mark is live. Hey, Mark. Hey, welcome in, everyone. We've already got 19 people watching in the aftermath of tonight's games. Uh, if you have questions, comments, leave those in the comments, and I'll get to them throughout the discussion. But Trubisky, I thought, was a little bit shaky. It's no surprise that he is now the backup. And uh, saw a lot of Mason Rudolph tonight, too. Um, let me get to the speed of the Steelers' offense. You saw Anthony McFarland getting into the end zone, a 14-yard touchdown run. And going into this game, one of the questions I had, who steps up as the Steelers' third-string running back? Benny Snell's no longer on the roster. Alfonso Graham on IR. Is it going to be McFarland or someone else? And McFarland providing an element of speed that the Steelers' offense just point-blank period hasn't had the last several seasons you can say the same thing about Calvin Austin III and his first action with the Steelers. Uh, his touchdown pass on the bomb uh, go route from Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph stayed in the pocket and took a shot and delivered a strike. And how exciting that is for Calvin Austin III, considering this is his first NFL action. This is a player who last year in what was his rookie year, we didn't get to see at all due to injuries. And then this season, we get to see what he can do, see him showcase his ability that speed, getting him the ball in the open field, I think is going to be key for him both in the return game and then to see what you can do to get him the ball in space. And I think you have it off offensive players with the Steelers that you'll be able to create one-on-one -on -one matchups with Calvin Austin III. There's not going to be too much of a burden on him 
early on. Uh, a lot of people um, in tonight's chat. So I'm going to try to, again, bring in uh, bring in some, some of these comments. Corey saying McFarland is looking good. As DK and Ramo Foster have been saying, yeah, I'd imagine this is McFarland's job to lose. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. So it's a prove-it season for Anthony McFarland, not just for this season, but really for his NFL career, not just with the Steelers, but what you can what can you do? What can you bring to the table? And most importantly, too, it's not just running the balls or running back as a third string running back, what you can do from a special team standpoint as well. Uh, so that's something that's going to be really, really important. Uh, KG horrible as a blocker almost got Mason killed. Yeah. This is one thing where it's been cool to see him play as a running back in the training camp practices, but what practicality does that serve when you need him either as a center or a guard on this offense? Um, I'm not as high on Kendrick green as others might be hope and wish that he does the best, but you know, we always say, listen to what the player said. I know Ben Roethlisberger on his podcast didn't, directly call out Kendrick Green, but said, hey, I had a starting center as a rookie who wasn't active for a single Sunday a season ago in the 2022 season uh, once Ben retired. So Kendrick Green, I wish him the best. We'll see if he even makes the roster, though. If he does, it would be because of his rookie deal. But um, again, seeing him as a fullback, I I don't know if that's more of a gimmick or if that's something that we're legitimately going to see. I, I have questions there in all seriousness. Um, someone asking, why does Kenny Pickett still have snap issues in year three? Uh, uh, Kendrick Green has still snap issues in year three. I think this is a result of moving him around from center to guard to fullback to where it's like stick with one position. I'm big on muscle memory. Um, good question though, in terms of some of the snap issues from Kendrick Green. And, um, again, I know a lot of fans were saying, well, they're excited for him to possibly play that fullback role, but he was drafted to be an interior offensive lineman when he was coming out of Illinois. Um, but keeping it with the speed, Calvin Austin third, I think, showed that uh, McFarland on the 14-yard touchdown. Uh, there was a first-half penalty on Quan Alexander that was really questionable, in my opinion. Um, saw Keanu Benton left the game with an injury. Hopefully he's okay. He's got a lower body injury. Another rookie that I'm really excited about that I thought showcased himself best tonight was Nick Herbig off the edge. I believe he had two sacks and he was just everywhere making plays to where it was like Herbig on the sack, Herbig on the sack, Herbig on the tackle off the edge. What a great problem the Steelers would have considering you've got TJ Watt, you've got Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden, an established veteran, but I thought Herbig made a lot of plays for the Steelers defense. And that was certainly exciting to see. I thought he was the best rookie tonight from what I saw uh, BT Potter's kicking. He won't make the team with uh, Chris Boswell, but I thought he was very solid tonight as well. Uh, you didn't have Joey Porter Jr. due to injury. Patrick Peterson didn't play either. So uh, really excited to see what Porter could do uh, if he plays Saturday night against the Bills. Uh, that'll certainly be very, very exciting. Um, yeah, a lot of people weighing in tonight. Just uh I can see a lot of your comments <laughs> in right now. Some of them I'll uh, some of them I'll weave in. Some of them I'm just going to kind of leave as is. Um, Corey saying he didn't think that the Quan penalty was warranted either. Yeah, I thought that was very questionable on that drive. Um, someone saying Hakeem Butler. Uh, this has come from Kenneth. Hakeem Butler is a lower league player, practice player, but he gets nerves on game day. That was evident tonight. Don't want to take away too much 
from one game, but it's a crowded receiver room. There's no mistaking about that because uh, you know who the top three will be in Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Alvin Robinson, uh, uh, Allen Robinson. So then, you know, what are you going to do in terms of your fourth, fifth string receiver? Are you going to keep, keep six receivers? And really, again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about the third string running back. Whoever is the fifth and potentially sixth receiver on this depth chart, they're going to have to play a role on special teams. That's going to be really, really important. So I don't look at offensive production as highly with a lot of the backup players because they're not going to be called upon to play as a receiver or play as a running back. What can you do in the special teams game and in a special teams role? That's going to be a lot more important. Um, why didn't the other Herbig play more center? Uh, I saw that he started at center to open the second half. I know Kendrick Green was taking some of those snaps in the first half at the center position. So I think the Steelers are trying to figure out what they want to do at the center position as a backup to Mason Cole. Uh, that was my takeaway there. Um, let me see. Deontay looks like the best receiver out there. Yeah, I mean, that was evident on the first drive. I mean, it's really hard to guard Deontay Johnson in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. He can dink and dunk you underneath. He has demonstrated the ability to get open and create space for himself. So if you have different styles of receiver, that was really exciting to where it's like Deontay Johnson can get open underneath. Allen Robinson can be your power forward. George Pickens can kind of be a do-it-all receiver. And then if Calvin Austin the third's your speedster, you're, you're kind of set right there. So really, really exciting. Yeah, Nick Herbig with two sacks and the one sack, you just see the techniques that TJ probably taught him because he looked just like him. Uh, yeah, I like that. And what a great problem to have. The Steelers having too many good outside linebackers, edge rushers for the 2023 season. How exciting is that going to be? Um, kind of disappointed in Pierre. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how the cornerback position shakes out. And again, remember, you didn't have Joey Porter Jr. You didn't have Patrick Peterson. Um, I know Corey Trice Jr. went down with an injury at the start of training camp as well. So some younger players are going to get some reps here early on, and we'll see if Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. at least return to the field for that Saturday game against the Bills. Um, I appreciate everyone coming into the chat tonight and uh, for the live reaction. It's only preseason, remember, so I don't want to take too much away from this. It's almost like a war reenactment. So don't take away too much. Certainly, though, it's really exciting to see pick it to pickens hopefully a combination we're saying all season long in the 2023 season for the pittsburgh steelers i'll go ahead and sign off here thank you everyone for taking the time to weigh in uh, i see you have like 40 people here so if you have questions even if you're watching this after the fact i'll do my best to answer them uh, ike taylor and i'll be back next week recapping uh what's been an exciting preseason opener you got the bills next and then uh, i've got your last preseason game, and then September 10th, the opener at home against the San Francisco 49ers. So we're getting closer and closer to the start of the 2023 season. Hope all of you have great weekends and great nights too. Steelers win against the Bucks, 27-17. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Mark Bergen. I'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.